before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. This is Stacey St. John. And I'm so glad to be with you today. I hope you're having a great day. I don't know what time of day you're listening to this, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, but any way you slice it, I hope you're having a fabulous day. Before we jump into today's episode, you know it, I am going to share a quote with you that I saw that I think is so cool. And this quote says, I've been absolutely terrified every minute of my life. And I've never let it keep me from doing a single thing I wanted to do. Those amazing words came from Georgia O'Keeffe. And quite candidly, I had to look up who Georgia O'Keeffe was. And she was an American painter who evidently had a painting career that lasted more than 70 years. And she was called the mother of American modernism. How cool is that? Now, on today's show, we have the most fun, Kathy Griffin. And I tell you what, Kathy is a spitfire, a ball of energy, and she shares her story about how she really had to reinvent her life after a sudden job loss. She not only faced this challenge head on, but turned it into an opportunity for transformation And she is laughing all the way to the bank with her short-term rental business thriving. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Kathy. So today we are here with Kathy Griffin, and I am so pumped to have this conversation. This is going to be a fun one. Kathy, just first of all, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here too. I'm looking forward to it. So let's first start off and have you walk us through a little bit about who you are and where you're located. Well, my name is Kathy Griffin. I am an Airbnb super host. I love that. And I am in Pensacola, Florida, downtown Florida, downtown Downtown. Pensacola, rather, which which was now I've never heard of downtown Florida. Downtown (laughs) Pensacola, Florida, different than the beach, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, forgive me, I feel like I need to go back to seventh grade geography, but Pensacola is right across the border from Gulf Shores. Is that correct? Right. Yes. From Alabama. You have Alabama on one side, Florida on the other. You can literally drive along the beach there. Yeah. Yeah. We've come over, we've vacationed in Gulf Shores several times and come over to this really cool restaurant in Pensacola where they have dollar bills on the ceiling. Have you ever been there? I think that's McGuire's. Oh, McGuire's. I was going to say it starts with an M. Yes. There you go. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious, how did you get started 
in the world of short-term rentals. Talk to us a little bit about that. Great question. I was an RN for decades and I was in home care, healthcare administration, high-end administration, executive level, doing all the things, making, you know, just over the six figures and basically having no life, not much life outside of that because that will basically suck the soul right out of you. But um, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I thought I was on the, you know, I was, I'd been working so hard on a career track and I was doing extra so I could get my boss to promote me to the next level. And that didn't happen. One day he came in at 8.30 in the morning and said, this is your last day. Wow. Yeah. No severance, no warnings, no written up, no nothing. Take your stuff and go. And your your benefits end at midnight and, you know, no thank you, nothing. And so it was very devastating at being over 60 years old at that point. And, you know, obviously I was not climbing the corporate ladder anymore. I was done. I drove away from there just like, I will never work that hard for someone else and make them so much money. I will learn mm -hmm. how to do it myself because I am a very resourceful person. And every healthcare job I was in, I always end up growing their business to make that mindset change to be your own employer and create your own economy. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind. I, I wanted to know that. So I dove into learning how to change my thinking first, my mindset first. Girl, and you are preaching my choir. I love that. While I was there, I'm in this beautiful big home that I'd been working towards paying off. I was on career track, paid off in five years. And I had, you know, Mr. Forever. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Forever was not forever anymore. So I was sitting out in that house going, what in the heck? How am I going to pay the mortgage? And I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to work for a corporate job. I just don't want to, you know, was I qualified? Absolutely. And I had enough money saved up to sit there for a little while. I was, uh, something had told me not to do a renovation that I'd wanted to do. So I just sat there and re-educated myself, unlearned. And I read, got up every morning and read a mindset and practice and did all the things. And I was reaching out to a girlfriend of mine, Heidi. She may actually hear this. Heidi, who is extremely entrepreneurial and a real individual, which I admire in women. And she also left her corporate career, but I think by choice, not by someone else's decision. So she did Airbnb. And I reached out to her and she's like, girl, you could do this. It's not that hard. Come on. And I was hesitant. I don't know. I think because my entire world had been turned upside down and my confidence was a little shaken. And I was in a, a pretty big home with an open floor plan with the kitchen, beautiful sunroom and master bedroom on one side, open living area, two bedrooms and a shared bath on the other. So I, I did all the things and put it up on Airbnb. It took me forever. I don't know why, but I did it. And the first weekend it opened, both bedrooms booked. And even though they knew they were sharing a bathroom and it was, I made over $800 in a weekend. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> And I was kind of excited to have guests because I literally was out there in the country and I thought, oh, I'm going to get up in the morning and have coffee with my guests. And when I got up, they were all gone and they'd written me a lovely note. Thank you for the coffee. And they were gone. Wow. So I learned so much. I learned I could do it. And I learned that they weren't necessarily, they were not coming to visit with me. They were, they were on their own agenda. And so the journey began and I stayed in that house until I sold it. And when I sold it, my intention was to buy a house that would pay its own mortgage. Mm hmm. I love that. I love that. Hey there, STR sisters. It's your girl Stacy here bringing you the game changer for your short term rental business cleaning. And it is called Turno. Ladies, we are all in the business of creating unforgettable guest experiences. And guess what? 
it starts with spotless properties. That's why I'm thrilled to introduce you to Turno. This amazing tool is all about taking the stress out of your turnover process. And here's the kicker. Turno aligns with your booking calendar for flawless scheduling. You can say goodbye to missed cleanings and hello to pristine properties. The auto payments, photo checklists, and problem reporting features, they are just cherries on top. And all of your communication, well, it's streamlined into one convenient app, keeping you and your cleaners perfectly in sync. Now, just for you, here's an exclusive offer. Sign up for Turno through turno.com backslash STR sisterhood. Connect with the cleaner, complete a cleaning, and you will snag a $150 Amazon gift card. It's time to experience the ease and efficiency that Turno brings to your STR business. Again, go to turno.com backslash STR sisterhood, and let's transform your cleaning process into a smooth, stress-free experience. And I also just want to share a huge thank you to Turno for sponsoring this episode and for helping STR owners everywhere achieve cleaning and hosting perfection. I want to go back and and have you talk through how you changed your mindset. So Ooh. I am very much along the same path of you, different circumstances, but I knew that if I wanted to change my future, I had to change my thinking. What you think about, you are, right? So I'm curious, what resources did you utilize? What books did you use? How how did you do it? Oh, we could talk all day about this. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So the first thing I did, of course, is I found uh, Bob Proctor and I signed up for the one-year coaching. Mm-hmm. which was a lot of uh, more self-study than I would have wanted, but it was very intense and very time-driven and a lot of different books. And mm-hmm. I got, and I made a commitment to myself. Here's the difference in thinking to get up every morning and I would get up at four 30 and read and write. And then I would exercise and listen to him talk, Bob Proctor talk. And I did that. I have more notebooks. I can, I'm embarrassed to show how many that I've filled up with just notes. I finally just threw some out. So I read that and then joined some mastermind groups, really learned the value of being with like-minded people who were not in my everyday crowd. You know what I mean? And I, I was okay with that because I want to surround myself with people that are achieving more than I am. And I had to really learn to change my thinking. And it's taken probably this entire past three years mm-hmm. where I'm not so critical or so hard on myself and to become the I am. Mm-hmm. I am a successful Airbnb super host. I am a successful businesswoman. You know, those kind of things. There was so much that was hardwired in there that I think, uh, I don't know if it's just women or maybe my age group or the way we were raised. I'm not really sure. Or just my circumstance. And, you know, I had some personal things to recover from as well. That that's whole other chapters, you know, some several hard knocks that I had to just accept that those were hard. I don't think I really gave myself credit. It was kind of like, oh, I can handle this. It's okay. I'm not traumatized. Well, yeah, maybe I was, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it just hearing you talk brings back so many memories. And for me, visual places, I, I remember very distinctly hearing a podcast when I was driving one time and it was on the concept of, of mindset and how your brain is a database. 
Your brain is the most powerful computer out there. Okay. And your brain has two different parts, your subconscious and your conscious. And I won't bore everybody who's listening because they're like, we did not sign up for this podcast to talk about your brain, Stacey. We we're here to talk about short-term rentals. But there is something incredibly powerful. And Kathy, I, I have a feeling you will agree with me. When you learn how to train your brain for success, you can achieve anything you want to. Would you agree with that? I 100% agree. And I think, and that is the journey for me. That's just a journey. I didn't know that you could craft your own future. It was always, I was always in the wishing, oh, I wish I want to get there. And I thought it was by working hard and working up the corporate ladder and pleasing the people. They didn't give a crap about me. I'm so sorry, but they did not give a one flying hoot about me <laughs> to let a, to let a woman go at over 60 years old. Yeah. With not one thought about, are you going to be okay for the next two weeks? Somebody said, well, Kathy will land on her feet. And I thought that really aggravated me. I didn't ask to land on my feet, but anyway, it was the universe, as you know, because mm -hmm. I was so geared up for something more that the universe mm -hmm. went, well, okay, boom, you're out of this job. Now, now land up. Now think, think for yourself. <laughs> think and become who you want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, hundred percent. I, I say a lot to people, you can craft a future you desire, but when you come from some dark places or you come from some tough places, it's hard to believe that about yourself sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I actually wrote a guide called the unlock your greatness guide or unlock my greatness Ooh. guide. And I, it is something that I give to my students and it is all about tapping into why we believe the things about ourselves, it's not our fault, right? It's not our fault that we had those tragic things happen to us or we went through tough experiences. And again, our brain is storing that data to protect us for, from future things that you know could be hurtful. Again, I just want to go back to, to your point. Like if you really sit down and think, and be intentional about changing your future rev and reverse engineer what you want. I'm here to tell you, it's not all like going to come to you in a day. Like it, right. <laughs> it took me a year and a half to go through that journey personally. That's quick. That's quick. <laughs> but I, I just love hearing you say a similar story where you're in a much different place today because mm -hmm. you learned to change your thinking. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm getting off my soapbox here. Okay. We're going to keep going. So, and if they want a list of books, you know, I can definitely go through that. What are three of your favorite books? Think and Grow Rich, obviously, mm -hmm. is a, a huge one. An easy one for people to start with is the 28-Day of uh, the Magic. It's like, is it the Magic or the Miracle? It's 28-Day Gratitude book by the, by Rhonda mm -hmm. Byrne that did The Secret. That's a really good place to start changing your mindset. And then anything by Neville Goddard, right? It, that's deeper, though. I think that's a little further along. You know. One of my favorite books is called Inner Size. And it is really cool. The author is John Asaroff, and he basically teaches you exercises for your brain to actually retrain your brain. It's amazing. Life changing. Oh, I, 
Oh, okay, I'm going to get that the name of that from you. Okay. Okay. So let's go back to you. Welcome your first guests into your yeah. short-term rental. They appreciated the coffee. You realized <laughs> they're not there to socialize with you. Right. Talk to us about your journey from there. From there, when I sold that house, you know, it was a lot of transition for me. I sold the house, a job opportunity came along just out of the blue to go back to Louisiana. And I took it because this was during COVID and I could work remotely for them for a couple months until they were on site. So I did, I did that, packed up all my stuff, got a good price for my house. Man, it was hard because I, you know, like I said, Mr. Forever was gone. So it was a lot of stuff that we had put in there that it was just a lot of work. A lot of, it was hard. And I moved back to Louisiana, put my stuff in storage and stayed with a friend for six months for that particular job. But I didn't want to be in Louisiana. So I didn't buy anything. And I kept taking my courses, my mindset courses, kept writing, what do you want? Because I, I, will, I will say this, that uh, in my experience, because I did a lot of classes with different women, that I find they have the hardest time getting clarity in what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter. Just start with something, just whatever you think it is, and it'll refine itself if you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. So my dream at that time, I wasn't sure. So I took three days off and went to, to get treated myself to a really nice condo on the beach to write. And mm. it's there I came up with, uh, I actually did an eight week mindset course for women that I did for about a year called fast action to vision, but it, it was too fast. People need their journey. Everybody's journey is a little different. You know what I mean? Right. It, it was about implementing the tools really. So I, during that, I realized that I wanted a house to pay the mortgage. I came for three days to Pensacola I realized I wanted to be by the beach, but not on the beach. So I made my list of things I wanted. Close 20 minutes to the beach or less, but not on the beach because I don't want to do those kind of repairs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not married to any man. So, you know, that those are things you need if you can live by the beach. And I didn't want to be too south of Florida because if there's an evacuation, there's one way out. Right. And I, I don't want to be with all those other old people trying to get out of Florida. Okay. <laughs> so I want to go. And I wanted to be near a cute downtown where I could go as a single person, go to music or go get something good to eat. You know, I was spent 30 years in Louisiana having good food essential. So I kept, so downtown Pensacola fit all those bills and it's easy access. You can get to, you can get to Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, easy peasy. So I came, had my list, shopped, lined up, everything lined up because I was so clear on that vision. I drew it. And my realtor in Alabama, I told her, you know, I need a realtor in Florida. She said, oh, my best friend. Boom. Boom. She lined up. I spent three days. I got a temporary job because I had to have a W-2 to get on, you know, a mortgage. Got a job in three days, picked out the house and came on down. And the requirement was the house would pay for itself. When I found this little house, it has a suite on the back that the current, the owner was using. I don't think it was intended like that, but she was using as an Airbnb. And I turned it into a full fledged business. And just last summer, I actually moved out at the front of the house because it was going so well. So I have two units in the same house and doubled its income. Amazing. And so where are you living these days? Well, this is a whole nother entrepreneurial journey. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So let's hold on that question. You can tell me that later. So when you decided to run this as a full fledged business, what were some things that you didn't expect? What surprised you about I, that? I, I learned along the way, 
Okay, so you know, I listened to a couple of people online. I hadn't found you yet, and I listened to a couple of people. The hospitality was not a surprise for me because I'm I'm good at being hospitable and mm -hmm. anticipating people's needs. And little known fact, I actually owned a jewelry store for ten years, so I was really good at picking out what people want. You know, the customer service part. I think even being a nurse all those all those years, that was not a surprise. I think it was things like being prepared knowing in advance instead of how to have extras of everything, a double set of everything, stuff that's washable, stuff that mm -hmm. you can replace, the right kind of locks to have so you can automate them, all those kind of pro tips. Amen to that. Yep. To your point, like it's okay that you didn't know them from the start. It's okay that you learn things along the way. That's where growth comes in, right? That's how we're yeah. always leveling up. Oh, yes. And the, the biggest thing, I should, sorry, I should have said this, that I didn't think, because I was so excited when I started to get guests, and Airbnb does a pretty good job of screening them if you write your copy correctly and set your place up correctly. Okay, mm -hmm. They don't do a bad job, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to participate in that process. Mm -hmm. But what they don't do is they don't give you customer contact information. And that was a big mistake I made the first summer, because I saved, I thought I'd go back to everybody's phone number. Well, they wipe them out. What, and I know better than that. I ran a jewelry store and I had, I think, 23,000 names and addresses in my database just from a little town, you know? Right. So you, that was a big aha moment. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. anybody that I work with or talk to, that's the first thing we set up, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In those early days and, and even mm -hmm. today, what are some strategies that you utilize to keep your booking calendar full? I know you just said, hey, it's making sure one of the key things is making sure you've got your listing copy written right. well. What other elements were important for you? The optimization of your listing is just a constant fluctuation of doing a lot of little things. I don't mm -hmm. know that there's one thing. It's really like a a trajectory you have to get in there and adjust your listing you know all, all the basics to me that i think most people should know but they don't is the professional photos and the photos from the guest point of view the guest experience point of view of what is, what am i going to do when i'm there you know i just want to look at this pretty bad what am i going to do when i'm there the photo adjusting the photos adjusting your copy adjusting your headlines searching out what are the maybe the keywords you know mm -hmm. investing tools if you're making enough money or really want to work it as a business investing in tools to see where you're ranking to see where your pricing is a lot of people oh i'm not going below that price i'll just well okay don't but what are people paying you need to know you know right yeah. i i do think that that can hit people like a ton of bricks because sometimes depending on the seasonality of your market you might get sticker shock and i'll just give you an example in myrtle beach you know, between November and February, it is extremely slow, right? Because who's taking a beach vacation with their family in the middle of winter, right? And so what happens is a lot of times, obviously, your rates are drastically reduced compared to where they are during the summer. But then we also, for many of our properties, switch to a midterm strategy where we'll welcome guests for, you know, a couple of months at a time. Mm -hmm. And in those scenarios, of course, you're also giving them a discount for staying longer. And I think for some owners, it can be a little like sticker shock when they say, oh, that's all I made. And what is important to understand is what the market bears, right? What the market bears, yeah. 
And 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 then are they still paying your mortgage for you? Right. Amen to that girl. Okay, so listing optimization and and doing that regularly was important for you. Doing that regularly with a pricing strategy, because that I think is its own entity. And then the third thing is learning how to direct market and which mm -hmm. can be a variety of things. And I swore, I think after my second summer, I've got to learn how to not be 100% dependent on Airbnb. Because I was shocked when people stopped coming to the beach in September. I did have that shock. Like, don't the people know it's still warm here? The beach <laughs> is great. Nobody's on the beach. Come now, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, what are some of your favorite ways to direct market to folks to bring them to your website and book on the off seasons? It's a multifaceted thing for sure. One, the most direct marketing is local networking. People get to know, people know you. Now you can post on your Facebook all day long if you want to, and somebody in Alaska might see it, but people locally are going to see it. How do you want to build yourself up? Again, it's back to that self-image and back to that. What are you creating? If you're creating a brand, you are part of that. Mm -hmm. So are you posting that? And you don't have to, but if you choose to, make sure it reflects what you're doing and gets people interest. And I've had direct bookings from that, from people that I knew from back in Louisiana that said, I am coming to see your place, Miss Kathy. You know, former employees, former, actually one, the sweetest one was a, a young lady that used to be the girlfriend of my teenage son. And whew, that was an emotional one, but she came with her, they were getting married, her, her mm -hmm. fellow. So they wanted to stay with me. It was like, phew, that was cool. And directly in town, you know, after COVID, when I finally started going out, because I went through a big change in, in uh, lifestyle, places I lived and everything. So once I started to go out to local networking, I want to say this to women. If you change your lifestyle or your career, you don't lose your skills. You take that with you. So you, And you're better at it than you think. Like I was great at local networking and I was so glad to be out amongst women. I was like, oh my God, they're, they're great. And um, now I know it's working because a few weeks ago, two of them called me, hey, I got so-and-so in town. What do you recommend? Now, I didn't have an opening, but I was so excited because they called me first. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they, I put myself out there. I don't go out there this will, and say, hey, I'm Kathy the nurse. I say, I am Kathy. I'm an Airbnb super host 12 times in a row. And I do that. And the whole room goes, yay! You know? <laughs> so, I I'm love that. I'm creating that image because that's who I am. That's the image I stepped into. Yes. And so you go to local chamber of commerce events, local community events. The women's luncheons. I like those better. You know, there's quite a few in Pensacola, but you, you should go try them out wherever you are and give them a chance. Go more than once because remember this, they, they need a chance to get to know you as much as you to get to know them. So right. do that and be open. And sometimes that's, you know, it's easier for some people and harder for others, but just, just do it. And have your marketing materials ready. Do you have a business card ready? It's pretty easy to do. I like Canva. So just have something, you know, we already do those digital ones. And then to build up your direct marketing, I use email, I use social media, and those are the big ones. I have done Facebook ads and I will do some more. I've done Facebook ads, but I ran them very cheaply at a dollar to three dollars a day and directed them to my Airbnb link before I had a direct booking link. And it mm. popped up my rankings. Now it didn't stay up there because I think my conversions got low because there were so many, but there were so many eyes on it. So then I took that off. But it was a cheap ad and I got to see that people were looking at it. Interesting. So let's talk about your your email marketing 
I'm curious, how often are you reaching out to the folks on your email list? What types of content are you sharing with them? Well, that's always the challenge. So what am I going to write about? Okay. So, yep. And it, it depends if it's a prior guest or, or a potential guest. So you have mm-hmm. to talk to the person in the language of that person. I just did a whole a live on this today, actually. What does that person want? And talk to them in that language. Do they want, okay, so first of all, who's your ideal guest? Mine are couples. Mm-hmm. So I talk to them about, let's do a couples getaway. Just the two of you wink, wink, you know, that kind of stuff. Go out for a night on the town or go to the beach, your toes are in the sand. So I talk about those kind of experiences and I try to keep them pretty short. And uh, the first time I started emailing my prior guests, I think after the second email, I had a booking. I'll be darned. That's awesome. So you weren't promoting your property in your email. You were talking with them about stuff that they would potentially be interested in. And oh, by the way, if you need a place to stay. No, I, no, I will say I blatantly promoted, but I was talking <laughs> but I was talking to them about why they should come. I was I was talking to them things you can do here, where are you gonna stay or go like get a room, you know, and book here. So I try to do it with a little sense of humor and it is hard sometimes to come up with things, but I like to write a sequence of emails and I like Mm -hmm. to use a marketing platform so that when I write the emails, I can actually just set them for what the day and time they're going to go out and whatever format I'm using, like a drip format. So they're not just, I I don't have that many on that list. You know, one of my clients has 2000 people and it's a new list. So we're doing a small drip. Yeah. What is your favorite email marketing software that you use? Okay, well, I use a software that we, my myself and my partner Tammy use. It's called uh, BookMyBnB.com. It's private, so you won't find it, but it's got, unless you're a, a guest or a client of ours, but it has a CRM in it, a contact manager in it, which I absolutely adore because it, I can tag contacts in there. Mm-hmm. Like I have, and I can pull up prior guests. I can put up potential guests. I can pull up, I have one, a category called networking women that I put those in there because I don't want to include them in every email. And it's different lists like that, you know? So I like that. And it also, yeah, it also lets me automate. So if I want to schedule for a day and a time, and it allows you to put in automated sequences, but that's very advanced. For instance, if we ran an ad and somebody came in and said, oh, I'm interested in, in this cool little place, downtown Pensacola, because you want to make sure they're interested, but they, if they fill out the little lead form, then they're basically saying, yeah, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Then you can trigger a whole, I'm, I know you know this, but anybody, you can trigger a whole email sequence just to your guests. Yeah. So you can build those things. So we use our own platform. Awesome. So I've heard you say that you're resourceful and that is a fantastic example of how you're resourceful. I'm curious, have you always known that you're resourceful? Hmm, I think it's such a part of my nature. I'm entrepreneurial natured and I wasn't always allowed to be. When I worked for other people, I was always the workhorse that helped them build their business. I knew I was resourceful because other people would tell me. My last boss, the one who who unceremoniously ended my career, but he used to say, you are the most out-of-box thinker I have. And he'd come to me with issues I couldn't handle. And I'd say, well, let's try this. So I think it's maybe by nature and some people are not built that way, which kind of surprises me, but then you can help people brainstorm and lead them to an answer that mm-hmm. they like. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Also, I've, I don't know if you've heard this term, it's called the gift of desperation. <laughs> <laughs> when your back's up against the wall and you're desperate, sometimes that's a gift because you got to think of something. 
Yeah. I don't want to wait till I'm in that position. For instance, you know, losing my job like that. And even though I was already older and I could have went back to work, I didn't want to. So I had to come up with something different. And if you're going to do that, if, even if you're not a resourceful person, but you truly want something different and you seek it and you believe it's possible, then you have to make sure you're ready to receive the opportunities that will come. You can block those if you're not ready. So I think I was ready. Amazing. Okay, let's circle back. So the second half of the story where when I asked, where are you living now? I was getting inspired ideas because I was, I was like, okay, my Airbnb is working so well. I don't need to start another business. I need to focus on this and put and drill down and make this go. So I need to move out the front of this house because if I'm getting, uh, I think that little apartment made over 20,000 its first summer in six months. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what can I do with both sides and this size bigger? Where am I going to live? So I was just open to it. And I woke up literally at 2.30 in the morning, like, got it. I'm going to buy a travel trailer, a vintage one. I'm going to fix it up and make it cool. So Kathy took out some money from her retirement, not a lot, and bought a used travel trailer. And then um, it was a little more than I, I needed to get into. So, um, you know, by virtue of a few wonderful gentlemen friends that I have, it got finished. And I lived in that for 10 months. People loved it. So I thought, well, let's just do another one. So anyway, I'm on trailer number four now. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so fun. <laughs> yeah. And I sell them. And so the one I'm fixing up now, I'm going to keep for me for a couple of years. So it's like a home base. So I can come in and out or out of it if I want to. I can, and I keep it in between uh, Pensacola, Florida and in between Daphne Fairhope, Alabama, because I have clients there. I can go either way. Gotcha. So the travel trailers one, two, and three, yeah. you have bought them, fixed them up, and then sold them as a short-term rental? Like you know, for whatever people want to use them for. One was for a lovely young lady that the family was shopping because the father said she needs her own nest. And he put her in the yard with her little travel trailer and she loved it. I mean, she, he sent me a picture of her setting it up. Because I made it, it was real retro inside. It was super cute. The second one was a young couple that actually was kind of starting over in life. They, they were in a bad spot and needed a place to live. So he had a down payment. So I sold them the one I was in and they helped me move out and they moved in. <laughs> and the third one was sold to an older woman who was, uh, well, she's my age, I should say older. An older woman that was living with her sister while her sister was ill. And she needed a place of her own. So she bought the third one and put it in the yard by her sister. So she'd have her own place. Gotcha. That is so fun. So when is number four going to be ready? Well, I'm going to check on it tomorrow, but they sent me pictures of the new roof yesterday and they're putting up new walls today on the inside. So amazing. It'll be ready within a week on the outside, but it'll take, I'll, I'll take my time on the inside on this one. I think I'm going to do kind of a 1950s thing. I found a really cool site with 1950s, like almost a, you remember the Jetsons? Oh yeah. The kind of look anyway. So I don't, I don't know yet. It's still in design creation. So. Right. Right. You're still noodling on it. Obviously you have such a cool story and so many different arms to it. Shall we say, I'm curious what you have learned about yourself from the day when your boss ended your career to where you are now, what have you learned about yourself? Great question that I should have stopped doubting myself a long time ago. 
that I could have, and I, and I, I don't want to say that in a negative way, but that I could have somehow believed in myself a long time ago or had the right partner. I always, I'd spend a lot of time when you are with the wrong partner and you end up with small children, there's not much you can do, but take care of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I spend a lot of, you know, I've spent a lot of time raising my kids by myself. That's not wrong. I'm not complaining at all. It's just that I didn't have the support for anyone who really believed in my crazy ideas. You know what I mean? Okay, so the second thing I learned was to associate with the right people, like-minded people that are confident in themselves, yep. that are only yep. that are already successful in what you want to be successful in. Don't ed- don't ask advice. I learned this when I did my jewelry store. Don't ask advice of people who've never done that before. Yeah, because oh, that sounds really cool. Do that, Kathy, but they have no clue, right? <laughs> so you, know. you never want to be the smartest person in the room. Never, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think, you know, learning the tools to, to reinforce who I want to be and who I am mm-hmm. is just paramount to everything else I've learned in my life. It's like, it's like, that was what it was for. You know? That's so good. Mm. So good. And I think such important lessons that people can learn at any age. I don't want people to wait till they're over 60 and have the rug pulled up from under them. And a lot do. I talked to so many women when this happened to me, but I found that 99% of them weren't willing to make a change or they were too afraid or they didn't think they could do it. And I can't convince you. You have to want to. Amazing. All right. I want to move to the lightning round. So what I'm going to ask is a series of very fun questions, but I'm going to ask you to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. First question is, where is your favorite place to vacation? Oh, somewhere with a beach, anywhere with a beach. I mean, I like it right here by the beach, but I would probably say the Caribbean. Oh yeah, girl. Do you have a special spot in the Caribbean? I just got back from two weeks in Cancun. So Oh, no, I've been to five different Caribbean resorts, but I want to put Mount Maldives on my on my list. I have heard that's amazing. Yeah, I want to go there. I was gonna say that's my next question. What's one place you've never been that you want to visit? Maldives is one, but also there's two more. Peru, the the Machu Picchu, and but this is one I'm gonna go next year to Portugal to a week-long equestrian riding camp. <laughs> wow. Now that is unique. Yeah, I like to ride and I'm gonna ride one of those Liposoners or Andalusian stallions. Wow. I was going to say, I want to see pictures when you go. Take the pictures. Okay. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. What's one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you started in the world of short-term rentals specifically? Um, How to collect your customer contact information confidently from the beginning and how to set up your locks correctly from the beginning. Boy, I was going to say StayFi. I use StayFi. I'm curious what tools you use to collect email addresses? I download them from my owner res once a month at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use owner res as well, girl. You and I have so much alike. We're like sisters from another mister. This is fun. This is perfect. Cool. All right. Best piece of advice you've ever been given? My entire life. Yep. I'll leave that man alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many. It's just been pivotal. So many. I think the best piece of advice, the most turning point was at some point, we just have to be willing. Last question. What's one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? 
Oh, so many. Oh my God, you're gonna make me cry. Mostly women. A woman named Jean, who 36 years ago extended her hand to me and told me she was an attorney and told me that I could be on her side of the desk. And I told her, no, I could never be that good. Uh-huh. She believed in me. A woman named Jennifer, who's still in my life today. She's uh, been in my life over 20 years. Just a, you know, a friend. I told her she's never allowed to die because I won't know what to do without her. Okay. <laughs> so many women. A woman, uh, Joni and Lulu, Paris sisters, who welcomed me whew, probably three decades ago in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, when I was lost and alone and had a small child. And they just welcomed, welcomed me. Yeah. And the, the younger women in my life today, a woman named Devin, who I get to help mentor from time to time. She doesn't need much, but you know, it's really great to be able to, to, to help people. When I see that if I had that help when I was that age and had all those opportunities in front of me, what would have been different for me? You know? Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I think too, you know, and it sounds like you're probably of the same mindset that There is something incredibly rewarding internally about number one, helping someone else. But I always try to train people to pay it forward. So look for opportunities to help other people. And probably one of my most rewarding things is when I see women helping other women. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I belong to a, a kind of a, a small group of women here that we do that. And we meet once a week on a Zoom, you know. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Kathy, if folks want to learn more about you, uh, where is the best place for them to find you online? The email that I would like them to use is kathy at fullcircleabundance.com because everything comes full circle. And I have a private group. I'm on I'm on Facebook as Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y-E Griffin. It's my personal public profile. So there's lots of other stuff on there. But if you're specifically interested in short-term rentals, the group that I have is called Successful Airbnb Owners. Love it. Kathy, thank you so much for being here. You are such a delight. Thank you. You are as well. I've just uh, We just cl- clicked so well. Thank you for the opportunity and the conversation was great. Now, before you go, I want to ask you, do you have your tickets for the Short-Term Rental Virtual Summit for Women yet? Girl, if you do not, you have got to go to strvirtualsummit.com and grab them right now. Time is running out. It is an epic three-day event that runs January 23rd through the 25th. And guess what? If you don't have those days available, you have two full weeks to log into the summit site and watch all of the replays. You can also upgrade your ticket and get lifetime access to all of the sessions. So run on over to strvirtualsummit.com and grab your ticket right now. And last but not least, you know it, I want to give a a huge shout out to some of the amazing women inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just a few days ago, Samantha Especia posted, what is your advice for someone who is wanting to get into purchasing and operating a short-term rental? And of course, we had so many amazing women sharing their feedback. Olivia Hill jumped in and she says, know what your goals are, investment for retirement or income producing, understand cash on cash return, use a calculator. If your goal is to produce income instead of just to break even, 
research occupancy rates and find something that has year-round tourism. Olivia, such great words of advice. Thank you so much for sharing that feedback. And I couldn't agree more. If you're getting into the short-term rental game and just starting out, it is so important for you to first understand what it is you want. And secondarily, once you have that written down, make sure that you are making data-driven decisions in your short-term rental business. And you know it, girl, we're going to be talking about that at the summit too. Now, I hope you have an amazing week. Again, just want to tell you how grateful I am for inviting me into your day. I will see you again very, very soon. Actually, next week. Okay, bye. Hey, sister. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to let you know about a free resource my team is providing, the STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session. If you're looking to take your STR business to the next level, or heck, even just get it started, this free one-on-one is something you won't want to miss. You'll discover new tools for your STR business and outline an action plan that will help you achieve your goals and reverse engineer your STR success. This session is your chance to get the help you need to succeed. Schedule your free STR Success Blueprint Strategy Session right now by visiting stacystjohn.com backslash success.